0: early in the week and the word resistance just rose up in my spirit and uh, so I started doing some research on that and actually developed a sermon regarding that it's the title of it is resistance and compliance how many of you know in life you're resisting some things and you're complying with some things aren't we is it important to know which ones to resist and which one to comply with (laughs) amen so we're uh you know the definition we're gonna look at the definition first and just really let let these two definitions soak up in your spirit okay resistance the definition is the refusal to accept or comply with something an attempt to prevent something by action or argument are there some things happening in our world that we must resist We see it, Roe vs. Wade, a lot of different things in the news, LGBTQ, all these different things going on in the world today that uh, if we're not careful and and we uh, uh, submit to some of this stuff, it can infiltrate our spirit and can lead us down a wrong path. Are you with me today? And a lot of other things. Those are two that just come to mind. There's a lot going on in our world. Of course, there always has been and there always will be stuff going on in our world. And we as children of God, we're going to find out but there are some things that we don't agree with that the world projects to us, trying to convince us that it is truth. You know, they say if you keep telling somebody something long enough, they're going to believe it. And a lot of Christians, if we're not careful, are beginning to, be, to believe the lies of the devil and go along with some of the stuff that God is not behind. God is not the author of confusion. Amen. And he's definitely not a a God of distortion and a God of all the stuff that we're seeing happening in the the world today. So that's the definition of resistance, the definition of compliance. Here we go. Act of conforming, acquiescing, acquiescing, let me say it right. That's a big word. Or yielding readily to others. I'm going to resist the devil and I'm going to comply with the Holy Spirit. Every day. every day. Say, every day. Every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to look at that today. You know, and there's a news flash. I mentioned this a while ago, but a news flash for you today. Everything you see or hear is not true. Is this true? We call it fake news. You can call it whatever you want to, but I don't believe, I don't even believe science all the time. You know why? Because science changes. You know, uh, you look at one report, something 15, 20 years ago, you know, said, don't eat salt. I'll never forget. You know, salt's bad for you. Bad, bad, bad. Don't eat salt. I'm sitting with this doctor, you know, if you're, I've, I've read this article. I said, doctor, what do you think about that? He said, well, go ahead and enjoy it. it said, they'll come out with an article in about 10 years that says it's good for you. <laughs> so it's definitely, uh, you know, a lot of uh, science is constantly evolving. And it depends on man's knowledge. Are you with me? Whereas the Holy Spirit, I have him living inside of me. Why would I not consult with the Holy Spirit and see what he has to say about whatever situation I find myself in? Amen? So I comply with the Holy Spirit, but I resist the lies of the devil. Amen? Because he is going to lie to you. You know, there's several scriptures. The Holy Spirit is even referred to, I think, three or four times in John 14, 15 and 16 as the spirit of truth capital letters in your bible let's look at some of them today john 14 17 says even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive the world doesn't like truth right it's you know get the best lawyer cheat distort whatever you have to do to get out of this type thing they they do not like the truth they'll do anything the world will the cosmos to try to destroy and tear up and defile, are you with me? And so it, they cannot receive it because it sees him not, neither knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you. And what shall be in you? Is he in you? Amen. Amen. Right here, every day when I wake up, to I go to, and even when I'm sleeping, right here. So there's one scripture, verse twenty six refers to him as the comforter, but it still says the, whole, the, the same thing. The comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Who should be teaching me? The Holy Spirit. I don't need the news media to teach me how I should feel about this or that or whatever. Amen? Again, back to natural knowledge versus godly knowledge. Are y'all getting this today? I need the Holy Spirit, and that's what's going to be the gist of this whole thing today. In every situation, I'm going to resist the devil and all of his cohorts, and I'm going to comply with the Holy Spirit. He shall teach you. Go back there one second. There it is. He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Another verse, chapter 15, verse 26, back to the spirit of truth. When the comforters come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the, everybody say it, spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify or bear witness of me. There's that word again. And one more in chapter 16, verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you, where? Into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you even things to come. How many of you have the Holy Spirit ever showed you things to come? Hey, Amen. Man, I rely. I rely and depend upon the Holy Spirit all the time. He even got me out of a ticket the other day. Are you with me? Praise God. I was, had one of my hot rods out, and I was fixing to lay into it. I was pulled onto Cimarron Road, and I thought, I'm going to blow the cobwebs out of this thing. I'm going to get her up to 100 here in about a half a mile. We're going to... So, Holy Spirit nudged me said, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I get about a half a mile down the road, and there's a deputy sheriff <laughs> parked on the side of the road. I rely on the Holy Spirit. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. I'm so glad for the spirit of truth. Amen? Can he walk with us and talk with us? Amen? He's there every day. If we acknowledge him... He wants to help us. You say, that's crazy, Pastor. I know. (laughs) It was fixing to get real crazy. but uh, Anyway, I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit. I welcome him every day. Hallelujah. We need to realize how important it is to be led by him. Jesus thought it was so important or thought that he was so important. He said, I'm leaving, but you go to Jerusalem and you stay there. Do not leave. Tarry. Wait right there until you be endued with power from on high. And the 120, that's what they did, didn't they? They went to the upper room and they waited. And we have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, what we call on the day of Pentecost, which is coming up June the 5th. I can't wait. Amen. We're going to celebrate the Holy Spirit. He's important in our lives. What would we do without him? But there are Christians today, I believe, that are not resisting the enemy. He's taking, taking Taking from them, and as a pastor, I see it quite frequently. You give the devil an inch, what will he take? A mile. Think about that an inch or a bunch of inches. five thousand what is it? two hundred and eighty feet? you divide you multiply that times twelve. That's a lot, right? He just keeps taking and taking. So I must get myself in compliance with the Holy Spirit and allow his mighty power to come alive in my life. I must yield myself to him, amen? Submit to him in all my ways. So we're going to look today, James chapter 4, verse number 7 first, and then we're going to look at some more verses here a little bit later. So be subject to God, it says. Resist the devil, stand firm against him, and what happens? He will flee from you. Can we say that again? Resist the devil, and he will what? Flee from me. How many's ever seen the devil tuck his tail and run? Yeah. Amen. Me too, in different situations in my life. So I resist him. I resist all of his influence, all of his cohorts, everything about him. I don't want nothing to do with him except to put him in his place. And here's three things today that I give the devil, besides a swift kick in the you know what, right? <laughs> Three things I give the devil. Number one, no opportunity. No opportunity. What is an opportunity? It's an occasion or situation that makes it possible to do something. Are there opportunities presented to us every day? So I give him, and I want you to grab this today no opportunity. Let's sit together. No opportunity. No chance. No chance at all in my life today, devil. We, we need to get good at shouting out no, amen? Can, we, can I hear a roar in the house today when we say no? One, two, three. No! Hallelujah. No place. No opportunity in my life. Does he look for those? Oh, yeah. He's watching you. And his cohorts, and he sees sees you do something, and there's a ah, ah there's a chance right there. Let me just stir that up a little bit. Let me amplify that situation between a husband and a wife a little bit, or that situation at work. Here's a little chance to maybe just cheat a little bit, right? No one will know. just go ahead and do it right So he looks for those. Every stinking day he looks for an opportunity to to slip in subtly and begin to take you down. You know it starts in our thought life sometimes, and then it becomes uh, our words and then our mouth we learning we are learning that on Wednesday night as we 're going through this class on the winning the battle in your mind. He looks for a little bitty place, a little opportunity to get into your home to get into your life, to get into your business. Amen? We, we, we need to tell him it ain't none of your business, devil. Amen? It ain't none of your business. Amen? It's my business with me and, and God. So let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5, 8 also today. In the King James, it says to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walks about, Seeking whom he may devour. Is the devil roaming around to and fro upon the face of the whole earth? We're not in this thing alone here in Yukon. It's, he's in India. He's in South America. He's in Canada. He's in Ukraine. He's in Russia. Wherever he can again get an opportunity, there he shows up. He's in the in nation's business. He's in people's business. He's in homes. Again, he's he's trying to find that opportunity to wreak havoc. We know John 10.10 says his mission. What? Rob, steal, kill, destroy. That's his mission every day. So this verse here says to be on guard. You know, uh, how many of you are growing in the things of God? There's some things that used to trip you up that shouldn't be tripping you up now. Is that true? Yes. There's some things that used to get me. You know, he'd plant a thought, a bad thought in my mind, and I would, I would entertain that. I would give him an opportunity. Okay, let's roll with this, you know. Here's an opportunity, and I would, I would go along, but I am learning that I don't have to. I don't have to, amen? I can shut him down and give him no opportunity. I'm on guard. I'm aware. Of what he's doing and trying to do in people's lives. So I give him no place. You know, that, and I've, I've realized this in life. The devil has no power except what you give him. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. He has no power. We're going to find out one of these days. We're going to look at, you know, when he's really exposed. And we look at him and says, is this the man that, that tore up nations and all of this? This, this? this wimp of a guy, he's the one that did all of this? He has no power except what we give him. So why give him any? No opportunity. Let's say it again. No opportunity. And he uses, you know, Peter does here this illustration of a lion. He's hiding out, lurking in the tall grass. How many of you ever watched that on on, on Discovery Channel? Right, man, that it can get pretty crazy. The the animals in the wild. But the lion is smart, and so he looks, and he observes, and he waits, and then he pounces on his prey. And once he's got his jaws around their throat, it's pretty much done, right? Done deal. So that's the way the devil is. Can we, can we get a picture of that in our mind? When he gets an opportunity, that's the reason we've got to be on guard. We can give him no opportunity. Hallelujah. He wants my spirit in compliance with the flesh and the world that's what the, that's what he wants, right He wants to be going along with the world, going along, doing the things of the world, conforming in fact let's look Romans eight chapter four and verse number five says this that's actually uh did I get that all right word okay I didn't get that one too my Bust. so i'm right here on romans 8 in my bible so how many believe i can still read from the bible <laughs> Woo. it's amazing romans 8 4 says that the righteousness of the law might be filled in us who walk there it is walk not after the what flesh but after the spirit for they that walk after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh But they that are after the Spirit, they mind the things of the Spirit. I am a spirit. Living in a body. And I have a soul. Everybody understands that, right? This body that you know as David, it's going to die one of these days. It's going to decay. But the spirit man, the real me... We'll go to be with Jesus forever and forever. And one day, I'll get a new glorified body. Hallelujah. Immortal. Amen. Incorruptible. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, I walk not in the flesh, but I walk in the spirit. He tells us here to withstand him. Give him no place. Do not allow this, the flesh man to rise up. In fact, you know, as we go back to our main text, James, James chapter 4 Verse 8 through 10. And Pam and I were actually talking about this this morning. She woke up with this scripture in her mind. Can you believe it? So we knew it's going to, you know, the Holy Spirit's right on target today. Amen. It says this, come close to God and God will come close to you. We like that, don't we? Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty. This really jumped out at me. Your loyalty is Divided between God and the world. Are there Christians that are still living a worldly life? Do we need to repent? Do we need to come clean before God? And humble ourselves under his mighty hand. That's what he's going to say in these next few verses. We we are living in this fleshly tent, this fleshly house down here. But the spirit man begins to cry out. I know when I'm in tune and I'm praying and I'm talking to God, some of the fleshly things stop. Amen? I don't care what it is. And it's time for the church, I believe, to deal with some of the stuff that we're doing. Amen? Come on, church. If it's not lining up with God's word, change it. Because Jesus is coming And he's coming for a bride that is ready to meet him. The Holy Spirit living inside of you, you are complying with the Holy Spirit. If he's dealing with you about something in your life, whether it's, you know, we think of the big sins, it could be gossip. It could be pride. It could be a lot of things. You know, we think, I think in Galatians chapter 5, you know, it it lists the fruit of the Spirit. But there are 17 different fruit of the flesh. And there's some things in there that the church just tends to want to sweep under the rug, right? Yeah, I'm okay. You know, I still go to church every Sunday. I pay my tithes. I do this. I'm telling you today, if the Holy Spirit deals with you about something, you need to deal with it. And you need to repent and change. Amen? Hallelujah. Here it says it. Let's go. Verse number 9. Let there be tears. For what you've done. That there be sorrow. And deep grief. That there be sadness. Instead of laughter. And gloom. Instead of joy. Hallelujah. Humble yourselves. Before the Lord. And he will lift you up. In honor. There was a time when a preacher. Got up here and preached. And the Holy Spirit. Moved on people's hearts. And I've, I've preached, I was an evangelist my first four or five years, and I've seen people literally, as I'm preaching, get up and run to the altar because the Holy Spirit began to prick their heart. If there's something in our lives, folks, that's not right. And we know, if you're a child of God, you know. Say, I know. I know. Deal with it, please. Can you all hear this pastor that loves you? So much today. Live for God. Resist the devil. Comply with the Holy Spirit. Okay. Hallelujah. That's strong in my spirit today. So, number two. We give him, first of all, we give him what? No opportunity. And now, no advantage. How many of you know in the sports world, advantage is what winning games is all about? Get the best players. Right now, you know, for football season, well, it's actually a little late now, but a few months back recruiting, it goes on constantly. All of these teams, OU, OSU, all the teams across the nation, they're trying to get the best players they can that can run the 100-yard dash and the 40 and, you know, 4.3 seconds, whatever the, the, you know, we want the best. We want the strongest. Because they want what? The advantage yeah they want to win that's true too they want the advantage in the game right they want the advantage does the devil want the advantage in the game is he good at trying to find the advantage and get the advantage on you second corinthians chapter 2 verse number 11 lest satan should get what an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices is he trying church yes. to get the advantage and again <laughs> paul uses that word, word ignorant several times doesn't he punch your neighbor and say i'm not ignorant i'm not ignorant hallelujah of his devices you know, and, and that's what... Ha- ignorance is, is lack of understanding, lack lack of perception, right? It doesn't understand. If we're, you know, there's some things in life that I don't know a lot about. I'm ignorant, right? I don't understand all these. But there are some things in life that I'm pretty smart about. Amen? And so, again, the, the devil, again, wants that advantage. And we open the door for his thoughts in our mind... And once the door opens, he has the advantage because he's going to keep coming on in. How many of you, you know, late at night, you're not going to let a stranger, you're not going to open the door, are you? There, there's a picture of a door right there. Bad things can happen when we open the door to a stranger, and the devil should always be a stranger. Amen? I'm not, he's, he's not welcome in my house, I'll tell you right now. We give him no opportunity, and we give him no uh, advantage. We slam the door. Amen? Oh, it's you. (laughs) Pretty quick, right? Oh, it's you. Slam the door to no advantage. We must slam the door. And a lot of times it's slamming the door in our mind. As I said earlier, that's where it starts. We quickly say, devil, I know what you're doing here, planting that thought in my mind of jealousy or pride or lust or whatever it is i slam the door on that can y'all say it i slam the door on that it will not be open for you ever devil praise god remember our text resist the devil and he will flee from you when you slam the door he's gone he's looking for another prey right for somebody else to pray on hallelujah the holy spirit Wants to to guide us into compliance with his will and plan for our life, and yet the devil is there uh, all the time trying to get his plan and his will and get his advantage so he can slowly, sometimes even now in these last days it's accelerated, try to hurry us along till he's got complete control of us. Romans chapter 12, verse number 2 says this Do not be conformed to this world. This age fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs. Is the church slowly trying to do that? Conforming to the world. Conforming to the world. It's okay. They're doing it over here at this church. That church is due. This person, that family, this preacher. It doesn't matter. Amen? It does not matter what they're doing. What are you doing? Are you listening? Are you complying with the Holy Spirit and resisting the devil? That's all that matters. So we be transformed. Here's what we must do. Be changed. metamorphoo, Amen. Changed by the entire. I'm glad that it put that in there. The entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and, I like this, perfect Will of God. Anybody want to walk in the perfect will of God? I've tried both, haven't you? Perfect is better. Walking in the perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we slam the door. We do not conform. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. And the Holy Spirit can renew, he can redirect, he can revitalize our minds. You believe that? How many experienced it? Amen. You begin to praise him. You begin to get your mind off of whatever it is, the junk he's trying to put in your mind. And you switch it. Get us, uh, you know, I, I highly recommend this praise team. They'll get, you, they'll get you right in the spirit of worship, won't they? And you can, you can listen to them anytime. Got your cell phone. Amen. Go to Facebook, YouTube. Dial in House of Restoration Church. and Bam, there you are, right in the presence of some good worship for your mind. You know, Jesus' response uh, to the devil was always what? The word of God. We see in the, the temptation there, after he had been on the 40-day fast, he would say, get behind me, devil, for it is written. Amen? So we use, we use the word of God. You know, the world will take advantage of you. It will leave you alone. It will leave you broken. It will leave you beat down. How many ruined lives and families and business has the devil taken his advantage of and completely ruined them? Many, many. And he's still at it today. So we must, if we want the advantage, we must stay in submission, obedience to God and his word. If His says, if his word says, don't do this, don't do it. Right. Yeah. If it says, do this, do it. It's time for obedience. Yeah. Amen? To the word of God. Hallelujah. Do it his way. Then guess who has the advantage? You do. Say, I do. I do. You've got the advantage over the devil every stinking day. You just have to use your authority. Hallelujah. Number three. We've given him no opportunity. We've given him no advantage. Now we're going to give him what? No place. What is a place? It's a marked off or reserved space. It's a position. It's an area. It's a spot. One version says a foothold. A foothold. Give him no foothold. What is a foothold? Climbing up the side of a mountain or something that's almost straight up. And there's a little indention in the rock, right? It's a foothold, you know? And, and <laughs> My imagination went wild on this yesterday when I was looking at that word foothold. I just pictured the devil uh, slipping and sliding, <laughs> trying to get a foothold. You know, I just saw him going down the side of this face of this cliff, just slipping and sliding, clawing. His, his hands are scratching the side of the rock, and he's trying to get a foothold. Get a picture of that, Amen. Get a picture, because you're putting him in his place and you're giving him no place. Amen. Slip, sliding away. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love it. Praise God. Oh, I I love that picture. You know, uh, I thought of Saul, you know, in the Old Testament. He was the first king of of Israel. And he was anointed of Samuel. If you if you read the story, it starts in 1 Samuel chapter 9. 10. I encourage you to. To read this, it's several, his story goes for several chapters there in the book of First Samuel. But he was out looking for donkeys, wasn't he? He's was out looking for donkeys, and the, the man of God, Samuel, found him. And he was having a big feast at his house. And he said, hey, come on over to my house. I've got a word for you. And so the next day, uh, you know, they had a big feast that night. And he gave him the top dog, choice of meat, and I fixed him a place to sleep. And everything, and then in 1 Samuel, and this is not on the, the screen, but in 1 Samuel chapter 10, the next day, they're going down through there. And he had told him there's going to be some things that's going to happen as you make your way through this town. You're going to see a guy carrying this. You're going to see a, another set of people carrying this. But he said, you're also going to see when you arrive at Gibeah of God, where the garrison of the Philistines is located, you will meet a band of prophets. Coming down from the place of worship. They'll be playing a harp. even tells them what they're playing. A harp, a tambourine, a flute, and a lyre. And they'll be prophesying. At that time, the Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. And you will prophesy with Him. You will be changed into a different person. How many of you can remember the day you were changed into a different person? Amen. And the glory of—I mean, God used Samuel. He was, you know, of course, if you look back in chapter nine, he was—he was a nice-looking guy, right? Fine appearance, tall, John Barber here, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's shaking. He said, "Don't do that, Pastor. Please don't do that." And uh, man, he—you he, know—he looked great. And God chose him to be the king, right? And—and and yet we see. As, as we go down through his life, he had so many great qualities, the raw materials to be a good leader, uh, the courage, the actions, the appearance, all of that, but choices began to cut him off. He began to make bad choices in his life, and the devil got a foothold, and he took up more and more room, place, Right? The devil began to take up more and more room and became jealous of David. He heard him singing, right? David comes into the picture. He hears him singing, Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his tens of thousands. So jealousy, pride, all of these things. He tries to kill David two or three times with a javelin. And we see his life spiral way out of control because the enemy got a foothold. Is he looking for that? What a, he, he could have been the greatest king. Of all of Israel. But yet we find because. Towards the end of his life. You know Samuel has just basically disowned him. He said I'm not having anything else to do with you. I've told you what you need to do. And you're stubborn. And you're hard headed. And you're not submitting. So you're on your own. So he goes to a witch. To get a, a medium to try to pull up Samuel. You know Samuel's already died now. He's trying to pull him up. So that he can come back one more time. So we see the ruin of his Life. We must give the devil, folks, no place. Let's say it together. No place. And the bottom line here today is we are either resisting someone or we're complying with someone. We should be resisting the devil. Y'all getting this? Yes. And we should be complying in full compliance. You know, they go, when the state comes into a business, they tell you, you're going to get in full compliance here. Or we're going to shut you down. They have that power, don't they? And that right. And some of you that own businesses, you understand what I'm... I don't, I don't like a lot of their... What's the word here? Foolishness. Right? You've got to have so many shrubs out in front of your building and blah, blah, blah. But you either comply or you don't get your permit, right? To be... And we saw the effect that it had on COVID. They can shut in just about anything they want to down. And uh, that's too much power, in my opinion. That, that's just from, from the top of my head here. But again... I'm going to comply with the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to resist the devil and the world and all of its influence. I'm going to live for God. I've made up my mind. Hallelujah. Give him praise today. Hallelujah. 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 It's very important. It's very important. Resistance and compliance. Y'all, did y'all get this today? Hallelujah! Let's stand. I, I just feel like now's a good time to... To bring this airplane on down a little bit lower here, coming in for a landing. Hallelujah. 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 Holy Spirit, we always want to comply with you in everything we do. You are our guide as we read these scriptures, you are the spirit of truth. You said you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Or well, I'm thankful that Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. I will never be led wrong when I listen to the Holy Spirit in my life. So, Holy Spirit, we comply with you today. We resist the other forces in the darkness that's working against us. We submit ourselves unto God. We yield ourselves unto him and his mighty hand but we resist the devil and he leaves us he flees away from us thank you thank you Holy Spirit as we go into this prayer time Holy Spirit only you can do what needs to be done here today I've shared my heart I've preached from my heart Lord what you've put in it now Holy Spirit you must illuminate you must quicken This word into the heart of believers here today. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Our heads still bowed this morning. and We're just thinking about all that's been said today. Some things we need to resist. And maybe you're here today and by an upraised hand you'd say there's some things that I know I should have resisted in my life and I haven't. And I want to repent of that today, I want to give it to God today, yes, yes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nearly every hand today, there are some things that I've entertained, I've, I I gave the devil just a little opportunity, and he took advantage of me, hallelujah, people are already coming to the altar to pray and lay it down, and maybe today the second part of this is, I haven't complied with the Holy Spirit like I should. And I'll be man enough or woman enough to admit it and say, I must open my ears more. I must let the spirit man rule and reign in my life. If that's you today, would you hold your hand up today? I want the Holy Spirit to lead me and to guide me. As the scriptures you read today, Pastor, I don't want to keep following the wrong things and chasing after these endless things that that bring pleasure for a moment then the end result is shame and guilt and fear and all of these things the enemy brings upon me. So right now as Colin sees this song, if just talk to God. Just talk to God about it. Say, I, devil, I resist you. I give you no advantage. I give you no opportunity. I give you no place in my mind, in my home, in my business, in anything. You get your hands off of God's property. And then you start praising the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome In my life, I surrender to you. Just find you a place to pray or sit, kneel, stand, whatever you want to do. But let's repent today if there's something in our life that shouldn't be there. And let's allow the Holy Spirit lordship, lordship of our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Here is where I lay it down. Every burden, every crown. This is my surrender This is my surrender Here is where I lay it down Every lie and every doubt This is my surrender And I will make room for you To do whatever you want to To do whatever you want to This is my surrender, here is where I lay it down, you are all I'm chasing now, this is my surrender, this is my surrender, I will make room for you, to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want up the ground of all my traditions break down the walls of all my religion your way is better Yes your way is better You Shake up the ground of all my tradition break down the walls of all my religion your way is better Yes your way is better I will make room for you oh, To do whatever You want to To do whatever You want to oh, I will make room For you oh, To do whatever You want to To do whatever You want to I will make room for you to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to. Oh, I will make room for you oh, to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want. to do whatever. is my soul and I will make room Traditions To do whatever you want to, I will make room for you. To do whatever you want to, to do. To do whatever you want to I will make I will make you
2: Before I pray us out, I just want to take one minute. Please, everybody, just stay right where you're at. This. I knew when we walked into church this morning and Pastor's message he was talking about, and Pam and I were saying the same exact thing, I knew that the Holy Spirit wanted to do a powerful thing in here today. And just very briefly, I want to tell you, share an experience I had with Holy Spirit a while back. When I was skimming our pool... With the, it's kind of a flat net that just kind of skimmed the debris out of the pool and Pam started calling me the wasp whisperer because <laughs> wasps will come and take a drink out of the pool and they, a lot of them will get stuck in there and I rescued thousands of wasps and I don't kill them, I rescue them and, and so she calls me the wasp whisperer and as I take them out of the water, I turn the net over and they're just clinging to that net with everything they've got. So I start shaking that net and they're just hanging on, they're hanging on for dear life. And finally I had to get over to the fence and just, I had to beat it, you know, and it finally falls off. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, son, the shaking began in 2020. Has anybody experienced the shaking? Because if you're unaware of a shaking going on right now, you're in serious trouble. And what Holy Spirit began to tell me was that this shaking is designed to do one of two things. You're going to hang on for dear life if you're saved. And all of us are clinging to this net with junk on us. Some of us have some serious junk. And others, through the process of sanctification have shed a lot of the big stuff. But every one of us in this room has small stuff. And that small stuff affects your anointing. Yes. That small stuff you carry through these doors with you when you come in and it infects other people. I'm telling you right now, the Lord, and the shaking is not over. The shaking is going to intensify until the rapture happens. Just you better understand that. But this can be a good thing. If you'll hang on for dear life, those things that we're wearing, those things that are clinging to us, he'll shake them off. He'll shake them off. Yes. And your anointing and your power will increase. Glory. He'll shake them off Glory. there. But what it's going to do to some people, they're going to be like that wasp. And when that final, boom, going to fall away. you're just going to get deeper and deeper into the deception that's all around us. Holy Spirit is saying cling to that thing. Let me shake the stuff off of you. Let me shake it off. There's never been a more important time than now to live a holy, sanctified life. Every one of us on this praise team, we better be living holy. The power of this anointing depends on it. Every one of us who walk through these doors, when we walk through these doors with sin, unconfessed sin and stuff clinging to us, it affects the whole atmosphere. And God is saying, it's time to let me rule and reign in this place. Let me set people free through you and you and you. Hallelujah. If you'll just receive that, just say amen. Father, we thank you for your living word today. We thank you for Jesus who shed his blood for us. He paid my price. He died in my place. Lord, you said the wages of sin is death. And my king, my king came down here. He was perfect. And he lived a perfect life and he took my punishment. His own law. He's the one who said the wages of sin is death. Yet he did not sin and he paid the price. And then he rose again.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
2: Hallelujah. Resurrection power belongs to us because of Jesus. He said, No man takes my life. I lay it down and I'm going to raise it back up. So, Father God, as we leave out of here today, let us, every one of us in this room, be meditating on you all week so that we can come back here Pentecost Sunday and see baptisms in the Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. We cling to you for life. And we say, shake us. Search us, Lord. Test us. Try us and see if there's any wicked way in us. And lead us in the way everlasting. We humbly ask this in Jesus name the church said I love you God loves you go be salt and be light
0: yes
1: God bless you